All right, guys. Uh, here we go. Little instant reaction podcast. Um, doing it on Twitter today, as well as the Cyclone Fanatic Podcast Network. Wow. Uh, Iowa State, I think the term survival is the only way to put it in a 29-26 victory over Northern Iowa. I've got a lot of notes to get through here. Um, I, I first of all want to thank our sponsors for this. Uh, Carl Chevrolet, the McFarland Clinic, and the Iowa State University Bookstore all uh, here with us uh, in the Instant Reaction Podcast. The Iowa State University Bookstore is the official bookstore of Iowa State University. They got their tax-free. It's every day, an fa- hour of free parking with any purchase, and they also use that money that they make, and it stays on campus. So give our friends at the Iowa State University Bookstore a shout-out, as well as our friends at the Iowa, at the McFarland Clinic, and also Carl Chevrolet. Um, just utter relief here. I got a lot on my mind. And we'll get to all of it here. Uh, really not on a time constraint. So first of all, um, I, I think that you have to give Northern Iowa all the credit in the world. Mark Farley owns Iowa State. And I don't know what it is about the man. He owns Iowa State. And um, he his kids are always ready to play here. It doesn't matter what the scenario is. It doesn't matter how good Iowa State is. It doesn't matter how good his team is. They always show up and just grind. And they, um, despite the fact that, let's look at yards per play here, it was kind of a mismatch as far as all the power rankings and stuff go on, um, on offense and just throughout the football game. They just kept making plays, and uh, 3.6 yards per play for you and I today compared to 5.4 for Iowa State. And uh, the, the kid, the McIlvain, just kept – he was scrambling. He looked like um, he looked like Steel Jantz out there. Um, so I, I, I just completely uh, – I don't – Iowa State won, but I don't feel like Iowa State won the football game today, if that makes sense. I feel like Northern Iowa um, really gutted that out. Um, They didn't play perfect. Iowa State's defense was exactly what we thought it was. Iowa State's defense didn't give up a score uh, in the touchdown variety until overtime. It was the one pick six that went the other way for, um, or actually I think it was fumbled, but you know what I mean. Iowa State turned it over and in Northern Iowa took it the other way. So defensively, Iowa State was borderline brilliant today. The offense clearly needs a ton of work. Um, That was a very rough opening game for Iowa State's offense in a lot of different ways. Um, first of all, um, I, I just I, I want to hear what the game plan was. What were what? I, I, I'm anxious to look at average yards per completion for Iowa State. Nine point three. That's actually higher than I thought it was going to be. Brock Purdy goes thirty for forty one on the day, and it just you know it seemed like this was the the old sideways offense from five years ago today it was really really odd um the running game is super interesting when you break it down per carry lang had 14 carries crony had 13 hall had 11 thought it was interesting that matt campbell went pretty much exclusively to sheldon crony at the end of that football game i can tell you why he's the best run or pass blocker on the football team i don't know here's this is a really quick theory without watching any tape back i thought that the play calling was so kind of vanilla that i almost thought that it took brock purdy out of his game brock purdy didn't have a single uh carry 
in that game. Um, they were running some RPO, and he and he passed it every time. It's not a run-pass option if you're never running it. And um, I, I, I don't know, maybe that was the game plan. If so, I would like to know why. Um, but I guess we'll find out. I guess I'm just at the point, too, before overanalyzing everything, where it's just utter um, relief, you know. Iowa State loses that game, and that and that goes down as one of the great um, nut kicks of, or whatever you want to call it of all time, I think, in Iowa State athletics. Just with the, the hype coming into this season, you think you can win a Big 12 championship, and then if you would lose as a 20-point favorite in the first game of the season to an FCS team, I think that that would really go down um, his, historically in the, in the bad column, in the negative column for Iowa State. So um, th- that's, I guess, just where my initial reaction is and that's what we do here on the instant reaction podcast i am just relieved that i can go home tonight have a beer and that this team can regroup this is where i love the buy being in week two they the the buy in week two is really crucial here let's go back to the fourth and one i believe it was in the second quarter um and i, I thought at the time i go why are you why are you calling a pass there i went back and watched it that was an rpo it was a bad read by brock purdy stuff like that can get cleaned up in film i felt like in that first half iowa state was always a play away on those drives from finishing it if it, if it was the johnny lang 17 yard run that had to come back because of the the, the health penalty if it was Deshante Jones dropping that pass on third down uh, on the first series of the game I felt like the execution just wasn't there even though they were really manhandling at that time the Panthers um, up front uh, despite the fact that I thought Julian Good Jones really struggled today on the left tackle spot that's going to have to be addressed before Iowa comes to town even on the right side I just I don't know I think Meeker's a fine plug and play guy he doesn't seem to me like a the, the offensive line was underwhelming for me today. I don't think it was as terrible as, as it seemed at times. I think it was more schematically where Iowa State really struggled in that. Um, but we'll see. Um, again, I'm really glad that they have that, that bye this week. I would not want to play the University of Iowa next Saturday here. I think that this gives Iowa State an opportunity to really go back to the drawing board because that did not look like a top 25 team. It looked like a top 25 defense. The team overall did not. Um, they they look sluggish. They put the ball on the ground. Um, I, a lot of that stuff that we've talked about where you, you, you dissect what does Iowa State have to do to replace David Montgomery and Hakeem Butler. The thing about Montgomery, he never fumbled. Um, saw guys fumble today uh, with Butler. You could just throw it up. Iowa State barely went downfield today. Is that because Butler wasn't there? There's a lot of stuff to really take in after this football game. I do think the one thing that I that I came away with that I'm really going to like is the three tight end look by the Iowa State offense. I think that they can really take a look at that um, schematically. What did they like from that? What did they not like? And they can tweak that leading up to the second game of the season, which will be against the University of Iowa coming up uh, two weeks from today. Uh, a few other just notes going through my the notebook here. Um, again, I wanted to point out the defensive line really dominant today. Uh, average yards per carry for Northern Iowa. Give me a second and I'll pull that up because it, it sure couldn't have been much. Uh, average yards per rush, 1.1 yards per carry for Northern Iowa today. So an absolutely suffocating defensive performance by the Iowa State defense, was, which is what you come to expect. Um, 
another note I made is I thought Orion Vance at the middle linebacker is a really good move. A lot of you ask him, where's Will McDonald at? Uh, from what I understand, Will McDonald's ready to play football. We saw him in at crunch time today for Iowa State, but I think uh, Vance is a guy who's emerged during fall camp as one who, how do you keep him off the field? And we saw that today. I think if I had to come up with a MVP for today, I, I, I think I'd probably name Orion Vance, but I don't have the defensive stats in front of me, but I thought he was fantastic in the middle linebacker spot. I think the Bickham kid from Rice really struggled today. They're going to be able to show him a lot in film. I'm not sure if he has what it takes against a Big 12 offense just based off of what I saw today. They may have to be moving some guys around there. We'll see. Another interesting note from today um, is Deshante Jones getting listen to this. This is a crazy stat. He had 16 targets today for Iowa State. 16. The next highest on the team was Charlie Kolar and Petway and Milton. They all had four. So Jones was targeted four times more than anybody else on the football team for Iowa State. That is a crazy statistic. So it shows you also uh, Brock Purdy's uh, familiarity with him and whatnot. But yeah, I mean, um, I don't think anybody's going to walk away from today remotely happy with what you saw on offense. Defensively, um, as has been the case for the last couple of years, they bail out Iowa State and Iowa State starts off 1-0 and it's just a big sigh of relief here in Jack Trice Stadium as the rain is starting to kind of trickle out trickle down here uh, at Jack Trice Stadium. So there you go. I'm going to say goodbye to our Twitter audience now. Thanks for watching, guys. We appreciate it. Thanks to um, all of you who follow along during the week. And again, we have um, we have great sponsors here at Cyclone Fanatic that allow this to be free. And I want to give a shout out to our friends at Carl Chevrolet at The Rock in Ankeny. They are our instant reaction sponsor throughout the entire Iowa State athletic season. And then the McFarland Clinic, the guys who work on the Cyclones. Dr. Warmy saw him down on the field at the end. Hopefully Colin Newell will be okay. Um, really appreciate those guys. They're great supporters of what we do here at Cyclone Fanatic. All right, your final. Uh, on the Instant Reaction Podcast, 29-26, Iowa State survives in three overtimes. We'll have a lot more reaction. Rob Gray, Jared Stansberry are down there uh, covering the press conference. I'm going to go hit up Cyclone Reaction, and uh, we'll stay tuned. It's Labor Day week, but we'll have plenty of coverage, even though it's a buy coming up at CycloneFanatic.com. So long.